and welcome to Animal Wise, the podcast where from playful to profound, we bring animal wisdom to your world. I'm Lauren McCall. I'm based in the United Kingdom. I'm a podcaster, author, teacher, and founder of the Lauren McCall Animal Communication Academy. And I am Bertha Eddington, also a podcaster, digital marketing professional, and animal lover. And I'm based in beautiful San Diego, California. <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. Sorry about, every, about that for all of you in the cold. Um, <laughs> we, we are well into season three now. And um, today we're going to explore a weighty topic that we talked about briefly back in season one. And that is how animals view their life after death. Uh, I guess they were taking off the, taking on the heavy stuff, huh, Lauren? Yes, I know this is a big one. But, um, of course, it impacts everyone who has an animal and loves animals uh, eventually. And I, I think it's important to recognize that how you view death greatly influences how you view life. And unlike most people, animals are not afraid of death, just the suffering that sometimes precedes it. Yes, I, I personally find this topic so fascinating um, and the messages of the animals you've communicated because humans today are also realizing that death is not the end, but just another step in the journey. I think a lot of humans are, and I should probably qualify that by saying humans in the Western world are starting to realize that that's a, po that's a possibility, if not true, which I think it is. Um, it seems that tradition in the Asian cultures have held a belief of that for quite a long time. And I know that the animal wisdom you've shared with me and others on this topic is very powerful and healing towards our thoughts about death. What, what aspect are you going to share with us today? Well, actually, the, the conversation that I have to share with everyone today is fairly wide-ranging on this topic. So I'm uh, talking to a Yorkshire Terrier who lived in Japan with his people, and his name was Ken. <laughs> it's a good name for a Yorkshire Terrier. <laughs> he had a good long life. He died at the age of 14. And um, I'm going to be speaking with Ken after his death on behalf of my client. Okay. Anything else we need to know before you dive in? Um, well, probably just to set the stage just a little bit more. Um, as I've mentioned before, if, if some of you happen to catch um, this, uh, the episode on death in season one, um, animals are not religious, as in Christian or Jewish or Muslim and so on. They, they do have a spiritual perspective, though, and animals do believe in reincarnation. And whether or not you believe in reincarnation or not, I'm sure we would all agree that animals have the right to their own perspective. So they believe that after they physically die, they all go to a place they often refer to as home. And from the animal's perspective, it's the place they believe we all come from and the place to which we all return. And humans have many names for this. I frequently refer to it as the other side. Some people call it heaven, whatever you're most comfortable calling it. Mm -hmm. So 
let's begin. And I started by asking Ken on behalf of his person, do you visit us at home here sometimes? Ken replied, most certainly I do. Usually at the beginning and end of your day. I'd like to visit when you're just waking up, partly to welcome you to a new day, but also because it's a time before you get out of bed when you are still partly in the dream world before your brain intrudes too much and pushes you out of that spirit place. I asked, what is the spirit place? Ken replied, it's where I live. It is not part of the physical earth. Earth is full of brain work and strong emotions. Outside of that physical, busy environment, we can be who we truly are. And I see you at night sometimes for the same reason. I think you and Papa can feel me better at these times. Is that right? I replied, well, that makes sense to me. What are you doing now? I asked. Ken replied, <clears throat> after my Ken body died, I went home to have a look at my life. I wanted to know how I did. You know, was my life worthwhile? I just, if you, excuse me, Lauren, I just have to interrupt you for a moment because I, I find it fascinating that animals, at least can, wonder if their lives are worthwhile. I, I think that's something humans uh, wonder and even worry about at a, at a deep level. And uh, it's a relief to me to think that animals think about things like that, too. It's just another point of connection. Oh, I think that's such a good point. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> you're right. And uh, people, of course, do think about that. And, and animals, they do too. Um, animals believe that there is a purpose to their lives, just as many people do. So uh, let's, let's dip back into the conversation and, and actually you'll see what I mean. So I went on and I asked Ken, was your life worthwhile? And what was your purpose in coming to us, to be with us? Ken replied, Well, I think it went well. I hope you agree. I think you and Papa enjoy having a dog to focus on and share love with. That was a big part of my purpose in being with you. I was a receiver and distributor of love. The love energy was like an electrical current. It flowed freely between us. Anyway, I feel satisfied that I did a good job, a good companion, a good family member. I said, well, we agree. And now? Ken replied, now I'm beginning to consider if and when I will return to Earth. I'm not ready yet, but in a while, perhaps. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm happy that you have another dog. It keeps the love energy flowing. 
I said, we got a new dog very soon. Because we missed you so much. Because we love you so much. Ken replied, yes, good idea. But of course there can never be a replacement for me. Each of us is different. Hmm. We've talked about that before, how you can... You, it, replacing a, a beloved animal would be like trying to replace a sister or a brother or something, mm-hmm. and how difficult. But it's interesting to me that animals don't get jealous or resentful if if we do get another dog or cat or rabbit, whatever, after they die, they so they really don't mind. Well, no, they they don't. Um, in my in my experience, anyway. Any jealousy that I see in animals, and it is far less common than we might find in humans, Hmm. um, is mostly present when they're in the physical body with their egos intact. After death, a lot of that petty stuff seems to slip away, and they have more of a a bigger picture perspective. Yes, and and that bigger picture perspective is what many of us are battling with, our human egos as well. It's really interesting to learn that animals and humans have so much in common from a soul and energy sense, if you will. Yeah, uh, yeah. And as you said earlier, it's just another way in which we're all united. We're the same. Um, and I, and there's one more thing I wanted to share in this conversation. You know, um, for those people, which I think is most of us, who talk to their deceased animals after they pass, um, I think that you might find this next bit helpful as well. So uh, I asked again on behalf of my client, Uh, What did you think of me and Papa? Ken replied, I see you both and feel you both as a wonderful, golden, glowing energy. Of course, you two are very different, but in many ways I feel you are similar. In your hearts. Papa, I think, loved that I was small and affectionate. He felt very protective of me, very fatherly. But Papa, you have a sense of fun, too, and I enjoyed that about you. You could be strong, but also fun and lovable. Thank you. Mama, of course, your nature was more nurturing, but similarly loving. I felt that we were friends, too. We could be together and understand each other and talk like friends do. I said, you know, in fact, Ken, I sometimes feel like you answer me when I speak to you. But am I really having a conversation with you? Ken replied, of course. I don't know if we are always truly in a dialogue when you talk to me, but sometimes we surely are. It is interesting that this type of communication that you and I do, it is similar to the one I am doing with Lauren today. It all comes through the heart. You must not try to speak to me with your head. Heads are full of blah, blah noise. (laughs) Hearts speak more clearly and about more important things. I said that's very interesting. Ken replied, yes, isn't it? 
I said, I think we had a connection in the past lives. Didn't we? What kind of connection was it? Ken said, ah, you see, this information, important information, comes from the heart. Our connections are eternal ones. Head thoughts are so temporary. Anyway, we've had two past lives together. Last time you were a young girl, a child really. I was your dog, and we were very close friends. We explored the countryside together where we lived with your parents. You were shy and didn't talk much, except to me. I was always there for you, listening and understanding. We've been friends a long time. The lifetime before that one was a very long time ago, and I was more of a street animal, a visitor in your village. But always through time, we have helped each other. I replied and said, I love that. Thank you. Do you have any messages for me and for Papa? Ken replied, for you, I want you to keep connecting through your heart. That is the best way for you to stay in touch with yourself and with me. I said, do you think we will meet again? Ken said, sure, somewhere in some lifetime or here where we all live our eternal lives. For Papa, I want you to be happy and never be ashamed of the tender feelings that you have for Mama and your dogs. Mm -hmm. Your love is your strength. I'm very proud of you, and I love you both. I said, you give us a lot of love and strength, and I'm very grateful, Ken. I cannot express it enough in words. Ken said, thank you. I feel very satisfied, complete about our lives and connection. We are always a part of each other. I said, I'm so glad. Goodbye. And Ken said, goodbye. What mm. a beautiful conversation. And, mm. and for me, I love the concept of connecting through the heart rather than the head. For me, I know I'm experiencing it, and it, it's kind mm -hmm. of a sense of knowing and feeling rather than thinking. It's, mm -hmm. it, it sort of feels like a warm glow of knowingness to me, to me anyway. Oh, that's, that's a great description. I certainly agree. Um, and of course, what I do is a very specific type of nonverbal communication, but most people understand that there are many types of nonverbal communication and that they usually manifest in some kind of feeling of, of connection or knowingness as you described it. You feel something shared between yourself and another person or animal. You can feel love, understanding, or even mutual anger or antagonism. Yes, that's very true. People often pick up feelings from, or emotions from each other or animals. Um, and I just have to comment the other thing I absolutely adore about this conversation is Ken's earlier comment that he was a receiver and distributor of love and the circle of energy that that creates and continues to create. What a wonderful visual that is. Oh, I know. And you know, I've spoken to many animals who feel or felt that they were the hub around which the family love energy flowed. I just love that image, and I think it's so true. Yeah, me too.
So thanks so much, everyone, for listening and uh, sharing in our mission to make our world a better place for all of us with some animal wisdom. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and do tell your friends and family about us. And remember, please, we want to hear your story about your beloved animal. I know that uh, there are people out there who are happy to tell their stories and talk to their an- talk to their friends about their animals all the time. So don't be shy. Just listen to our podcast called Our Story or look on the Facebook Animal Wise podcast page for our story instructions and send us your story. We all have so much to share and we promise it'll be your first name only and you don't know how much you'd be lifting other people's hearts by sharing the connections that we all have. Thank you so much for everyone and uh, bye for now. Bye everyone. Bye everyone.